This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated MA for mature audiences. It may contain sexual references, time travel references, allegations of bin misconduct, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that this episode is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who thinks a comedy conversation between two old mates sounds like a terrible idea for a show. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. Relax, this is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson, and I'm going to go against form today, Charlie. Normally, yeah. our ceremonial start of the podcast is now to comment on what podcast Mike is wearing, but I'm going to take the attention off podcast Mike for a little second here and concentrate on a little of what you've brought to the table because yeah. explain to the listeners what is going on with you because I feel like I've logged on to <laughs> my Diamond Dallas Page Yoga app. And, and the instructor, I haven't got to the Diamond Dallas Page level, but I've got some sort of Diamond Dallas Page acolyte, you know, some minion of Diamond oh, Dallas Pages, and yeah. that you're my personal instructor because that is absolutely – you've got a ba- back, backwards black baseball cap uh, hiding mm-hmm. the shame of your hair still from the public at the moment. You're wearing uh, like a very sporty pair of headphones. They're kind of clip-in mm. – Sweatproof. Sweatproof. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Do they actually sell them as being sweatproof? Yes. They're uh, water resistant. So as you sweat, as you run or do your exercise, they, uh, they repel liquids. <laughs> I've never even thought this is how different our lives are. I've never even <laughs> considered the idea your ears could get sweaty. Well, it's not just your ears. It's the back of your head. It's everything because they go around <laughs> the back of my neck where my mullet would be. Because <laughs> I look like in this outfit and look, we'll just, let's just rip the Band-Aid off. I'm dressed like a total douchebag. Last week, we talked about personal trainers that repel us because they look like such douchebags. It's not lost on me that I look like that. In fact, when I got in the elevator uh, to go up, I'm staying at this hotel, when I got in the elevator to go up to the gym and I looked at the full-length mirrors, I, it, it, it did strike me that I look exactly like the dudes we were making fun of last week. I'm wearing Yeah, it looks black. like Halloween and you've gone as like a dodgy gym teacher. I'm the guy yeah. from F45. Everyone's like, hilarious costume, Charlie, that you're wearing for this Halloween celebration. Because you also have a sleeveless top on, like a tank top. And is it yeah. a macho man Randy Savage <laughs> <laughs> It is. Top? It is. Oh, my shame. My secret shame. <laughs> I mean, there was no, I wasn't going to a public gym. It's like a private gym in the hotel. I wasn't expecting, look, I'm in Queensland and this happens to me every time I come to Queensland and then we have to do a TOEFL where I have some kind of meeting. I always forget about daylight savings. So mm-hmm. I thought I had an hour to get a workout in, have a shower, get dressed, come down into a completely nondescript outfit that would make me immune from being mocked by you. And, and well, Podcast Mike hasn't mocked me verbally, but I could see it in his eyes. When I logged on, like I could see that... In his mind, he was like, for the past two months, all you've done is make fun of my appearance. Well, now, sir, the shoes, the sneakers, the uh, Under Armour rock-endorsed sneakers are on the other foot. (laughs) I've got something to tell you. I am not (laughs) left-handed. That's the piece de resistance, Will, is that you can't quite see it, but I'm actually wearing my Under Armour rock sneakers, which uh, I told you about this off-air, but when I went to Rebel to replace my trainers, 
It's the first time this has ever really happened to me. But I got overwhelmed by a celebrity endorsement because at Rebel, they had this huge Under Armour display. We should point out for sp- international listeners that Rebel, you mean Rebel Sport, which is like a an apparel, uh, a sporting, sporting apparel store, right? Yeah. No, uh, sorry, I, yeah. I just don't want overseas listeners to think that Rebel Wilson is in charge of assigning shoes <laughs> to people like all over Australia. They're like, well, that's the only rebel I've heard of from Australia. He must go to Rebel Wilson. So, uh, yeah, they had this huge Under Armour display and there was a giant standee of The Rock and there was all his like signature singlets and hoodies and shoes. And like I I got sucked into it. Like I was staring at this standee and then I was looking at the, the shoes that The Rock was telling me will give me better balance and grip if I'm going to get back into weight training and stuff. And then I ended up buying two pairs these Under Armour shoes, like I normally have my go-to. I'm a very much a creature of habit. I buy the same things again and again and again. But the power of the rock celebrity, the power of his endorsement got me to buy these. They, look, I don't even know what the difference is. They are meant to be they're, – they're gym shoes that are also good for walking. They're Like every shoe in his Under Armour range <laughs> are designed for a specific kind of activity. And these ones apparently – like a good grip and width and balance to help you like lift things. But also if you want to walk, not can't run in them, but if you want to walk at pace. You can one walk one pace. of the greatest cons of all time oh, was the con that has been perpetrated on people thinking that you can't run and walk in the same pair of fucking sneakers. Sneakers were designed with the express purpose of you running, walking and going to the gym in the same pair of sneakers. <laughs> I mean, they do feel a little different. They do feel they're not quite as soft and spongy as like, you know, what yeah. your ordinary runners. But look, I, I freely admit that I got sucked into the Rocks celebrity. Like we've talked about him so much on the show and just staring at that enormous standee and seeing how like godlike he appeared. Part of me was like, if I buy the shoes that he's endorsed, because I imagine he must have... Sold. Look, The Rock is very active in everything. The tequila brand he has, the TV shows he produces, the movies makes. Surely there's a little bit of rock in these shoes. Surely. And then you realise you just had a little bit of rock in your shoe. <laughs> now, <laughs> I agree rock. with what you're saying, because who else would you trust? Like, I'm trying to think of somebody else that if they tried to sell me a pair of shoes for, like, working out and going for a walk or whatever, I'd be like... Well, The Rock's as good a person to trust in that conversation as anyone. What, you're going to trust some, like, dude at the shoe shop over the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment? Plus, The Rock, his celebrity is so big that he doesn't need to endorse something shit, right? Yeah. It's like it's worse for his brand if he endorses, like, you know, Trump Stakes or Trump University and it goes to shit. Like, The Rock's brand is at such a high level. There's no need to bring on a shit product to diminish the brand. He doesn't need the money. So he might as well just find a really good shoe that he can do a deal with and endorse and have like a quality product. So I actually think, you know, who who better to trust on buying a pair of shoes than The Rock? Like if you can name another person you'd trust more than The Rock to sell you a pair of shoes, I'm not sure who that is. Like I don't care what Tom Hanks thinks about sneakers. Michael, well, would you, Michael Jordan, have you ever owned a pair of like Jordans? Yeah, okay. So I had Air Jordans, but like it's not like I bought them because I thought I'd be as good as basketball as Michael <laughs> Jordan. You know, like that's a bit of a different promise to me. Like yeah. I never bought into the illusion if I bought a pair of Air Jordans, I would suddenly be able to dunk from the free throw line or dunk or shoot mm. the free throw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is it is funny with The Rock and his, his kind of motivational speeches. Like, I've been, uh, there's been a few things that I've noticed in his Instagram lately that I'm like, uh, uh, what, what, 
like how much of this is you know there's some things that happen like he's obviously a guy who has totally mastered social media like you know he has his instagram account and twitter and you know he's, he's filming everything and he's doing his speeches and stuff like that in his cheat days mm. but the, did you see there was an incident about three weeks ago where his electric gates at his estate broke down and so he rammed them in his pickup truck and like he filmed the aftermath and i'm like that is such a perfect on-brand like thing to film. If it had been Charlie Sheen who'd filmed that or, you know, Lindsay Lohan, you're like, what a train wreck. <laughs> like They got locked in their house and they ran the gates because their life's a mess. But because it's The Rock, you're like, fuck yeah. The Rock should be... In fact, The Rock should do that every day. He, they should just lock the gates every day just so he can smash them down in his pickup truck. You know what? If I'm The Rock and I've got so much money now, I don't know what to do with the amount of money that I have. I'm not saying I want to do it every day, but I'd happily go through sort of like a gate a month. <laughs> Just keep one up my sleeve, you know? Like it's not that much of a hassle. You get a gate guy. You know you're going to buy 12 a year. Some dude's going to look after you because no one else is buying 12 gates a year, right? So you're yeah. suddenly in with this guy. You get yourself a good gate guy. And then just once a month, you know, when shit goes down. And maybe like a good car repair guy. Yeah. Yeah, you get Bill and Gates and... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bill and Gates, the inventor of the gate. <laughs> he yeah. made all his money originally inventing the gate, of course. So how do you reckon he did it? I reckon he wants us to think that he gassed up his pickup from the top of the driveway and barreled out at 80 kilometres an hour. But I think in reality, he rolled up and he nudged the gates until they popped open and then he took off for work. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think the second one's probably true. But if he yeah. just got if he just got himself a good gate guy, the first yeah. one could become a reality very quickly. Well, if it was you, right? Like yeah. you're uh, running late for work. It's a hundred fifty million dollar movie. Every minute that you're late, you're costing people. You're costing the production money. People could lose their jobs. Like it's important that you can't be late. Are you ramming the gates? Will Anderson, not The Rock now, but this is you. So I've got giant gates. Am I living in a rock-like estate, though? Like I'm, yes. Like I've, I've got a level is, of celebrity. Yeah. Because I don't even have else. a gate at my house. So, like, yep. I am quite unqualified okay. for this conversation. But I, I'm a big star like The Rock in this Big example. star. Okay. It's, I'll make it easy for you. Uh, it's the uh, uh, it's the final episode of Gruen. It's a $150 million episode of Gruen. <laughs> it's a live episode, a lot of moving parts. You cannot be late. And yep. you get to the gates of your estate and they won't open and you've got no way of getting around them. Your options are to call an electrician and they're going to take them 45 minutes to get there, by which stage you'll be running late and you put the whole production behind or you can ram the gates. Think be, and be honest. What are you doing? Ramming the gates. <laughs> like slowly, like the nudge option. I'm not, I'm not back and back. And, but yeah, I think I would ram the gates. And then... What the great irony would be, as soon as I rammed the gates, I would then get out of my car, park it in the street and get into the car that I had ordered to take me to work. Because there's no way if I was that big a star, I'm driving myself to work every day and putting myself through that stress. But I still need to get through the gates to get to the Uber driver. So That's a good point. He's dri- the, the rock drives himself to work. I mean, that does, again, and it all fits in with the image. I saw him on Oprah once talking about how he has this you know, big mansion, but he still washes his dishes by hand because he feels like it keeps mm. him humble. How many hours does The Rock have in his day? I don't I know. I just, it's implausible that he's doing all the things that he seems to achieve. <laughs> like, you know, just the hours in the day and the things that he achieves with the hours that he has just 
does not fucking add up. I but I reckon he is one of those high functioning like he's like a Japanese merchant banker you know those bankers who sleep four hours a day like you know and they wake up at 3 a.m and go to the gym so they can start trading by 5 a.m wouldn't surprise me if he's like working till nine or ten sleeping for four hours getting up getting in a workout you know out the door by five you know getting to work getting to make up shooting for eight hours looking at his lunch break he's probably approving under armor gear you know reading scripts taking in i mean how does he do it i'm trying to think because he does so many things tv movies he's got a fashion like a apparel label uh he's got a tequila brand plus he has kids as well and i have one kid and i find it hard to do all that shit to do anything anything like to to really just get by day by day so it's incredible and all i'm saying charlie is if you didn't wash every fucking dish by hand you could sleep for an extra half an hour yeah i mean it must get to a point where it's kind of like that Sam Worthington thing of like, oh, you know, I'm wearing my $8,000 tuxedo, but I still got my Blundstones on because it keeps me humble. At some point, that 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 humbleness is pretension. Like, you're a millionaire, mate. Like, you can afford multiple dishwashers. You can afford... If, if, it's, if it's washing by hand is what really gets you off, you can afford to pay someone full-time to wash it by hand if that's what you really want. But you just... It's not... You're not really being humble because look at where you live. Well, this is like so many things. Like you said, like, the rock's fine to smash down his gates. We're all like, ah, look at the rock. He can afford some new gates. That's funny. That's on brand. The rock can eat, like, you know, 20 cookies like on an Instagram post, like imagine if I just like every Sunday sat on Instagram live and ate like a big plate of 20 cookies. Like how long would people let me get away with that? There'd be calls about my health immediately, but because it's The Rock, he can do that. I think a guy did that. Uh, Podcast Mike, can you just do a search? I think there was a dude who um, tried to do The Rock's cheap meals can you just see if there's an article i think a guy actually tried to copy the the, the rocks diet and almost killed himself <laughs> at one point uh, yeah by the way uh if you don't know what uh show you're listening to this is tofop and you'll know that because we're talking about the rock <laughs> we're talking about the rock we started with uh diamond dallas page yeah. we've got uh, uh macho man randy savage on the way and now we're talking about the rock well it's because <laughs> It's because Having I, the same conversations over and over for ten years now. Okay, so it's a it's a video. So the it's uh, this is a men's health. Uh, a bodybuilder tries the rock's cheat meals, and it's not as enjoyable as you'd think. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is known for his epic cheat meals, feasts so huge and ridiculous that mere mortal stomachs might only be able to handle half of the food on his plate. But that doesn't mean some brave young souls aren't willing to at least try and match the rock's indulgence. Bodybuilder and YouTuber. Matt Does Fitness, decided to take the challenge and mimic the actor's most famous meals all in one day in a new video. To start, Matt begins the day with one of Johnson's iconic cheats, pancakes. Um, now, Will, what do you reckon The Rock uses to make his pancakes? <laughs> what ingredients? I think, on, I think on cheat day, he doesn't fucking roll out your nonsense. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so this is a quote from Matt. There are the classic Rock-style pancake stack that everyone associates with The Rock's cheat meal, he says. He struggles down a dozen of the pancakes, but, uh, but still makes it through. He then takes a food-inducing nap and goes on a family hike to burn off some of the calories before tack- tackling the next meal. For lunch, Matt enjoys his own sushi buffet because The Rock is known for eating enormous amounts of fish and rice on sushi sundaes. And Matt says, I've bought the entire supply of sushi from the supermarket. Uh, he proceeds to eat plate after plate of sushi rolls, which leave him nauseous after such a heavy breakfast. 
He says, the update is I'm feeling pretty sick. <laughs> I, think <in> hind- <laughs> I think in hindsight, the pancakes are the underlying issue, but I'm going to push on, says Matt. God bless you, Matt, for science. <laughs> he proceeds to get in a quick workout using just dumbbells and a bench since he doesn't have access to a gym in quarantine. Mm-hmm. After that, it's time for another meal, pizza. Matt devours a whole margarita pizza, which he enjoys more than the previous meal. He says, that was good. That was ideal. Thank you, Dwayne, for your recommendation. <laughs> margarita pizza. But then... That's where, did, little... where did The Rock come up with such an exotic choice of pizza? <laughs> but that's not the last challenge for the day. Matt has enough space in his stomach to take a one more meal. We're going to finish the day strong, he says, before diving into a huge helping of French toast. And although the meals were delicious, Matt says he doesn't enjoy the concept of cheat days. Eating massive amounts of food, I just don't enjoy it. You know, clearly, he's not The Rock. Well, I think the issue there, Matt, is that The Rock doesn't eat them fucking sequentially. He eats one meal per week. Okay, but here's what I'm going to say about The Rock. He's still got to feel sick for at least half a day, doesn't he? Like when The Rock eats 20 cookies when he's eating like, you know, normally he's eating quite healthy and working out all the time, does he not feel sick? I don't think so. I think the philosophy behind the sort of cheat meal is that you need to shock your metabolism from time to time and your body can deal with it, but... I don't know. I mean, the size of the guy, I imagine, I think you'd have to scale it down. So just say the rock eats, was it a dozen pancakes, right? And he's probably what, 130 kilos. So I'm almost half the rock's weight. So I reckon I would be eating half of those. It would be the equivalent of me eating half a dozen pancakes. Don't you reckon? Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. But that's still a lot of pancakes. Like if you ate half a dozen pancakes, do you like what effect would that have on your body? Well, it depends. I think if all week I'd been eating really super lean, like no carbs, yeah. just like lean meats and vegetables and stuff, I reckon I reckon that'd be okay. That was the only carbs I was eating for the day. So it wouldn't make you like swollen or sleepy or like yeah, you know may- sick. Maybe, but I don't think it would. I don't think it'd poison. The body's got just because you can spread it out over a, a, a week. It's like, it's the same as someone who has like, you know, they grab a donut. <laughs> and when I say someone, I'm talking about me. They grab a donut on the way home. Where I'm staying at the moment, this hotel in Queensland is across the road from this place that um, is famous for their gluten-free donuts. And they are the best donuts. Like they, they, they're better than like a lot of normal donuts I've ever had. And the last time we stayed here up in, in January, um, we were here for two weeks and I ate a donut a day and it was not good. Like I put on so much weight so quickly. So this has been the challenge. Hence why I'm just like the douchebag gym guys. Like I'm actually trying to go in the opposite direction where it's like no donuts, exercise, Charlie. I'll maybe reward myself rock star with a donut on a Sunday, but I'm trying to resist. Uh, we're going to take a little break from the show, Will, to talk about this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Do you know about ExpressVPN, Will? Yeah, I have ExpressVPN. You know that I know about ExpressVPN. I forgot to go to ExpressVPN slash TOFOP, which is the code I imagine you are going to give later on to get my three months of free ExpressVPN when I signed up. But I do have ExpressVPN, yes. It's awesome. The best thing about ExpressVPN, not only does it give you a secure searching history, but it allows you to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. For instance, Will, I've been checking out Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Canada Netflix. How about that? I'm an honorary Canuck. You know what? Great show too. Very funny show. 
It's one of those shows that's going to struggle with the whole propaganda debate and what they do with that <laughs> going into the next series. But I hope it doesn't spoil what is a super fucking entertaining uh, show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They have the best cold opens, I think, in in pop culture at the moment. Like the cold opens of Brooklyn Nine-Nine are worth watching just for, by themselves. I think you've actually just pitched another great cop comedy, Copaganda. Let's, uh, let's get that one. We'll pitch that to Netflix. Uh, that's a good point, actually. I know we're in the middle of an ad read, but copyright TOEFOP. Copaganda. <laughs> we'll come up with a show that wears its copaganda on its sleeve. It's the only way that you can actually deal with the changing times. You make a very self-aware copaganda propaganda show but you call it copaganda and it's done with a wink so it's kind of a satire at the same time in fact let's just sell that to the good people uh, of canada and brooklyn 99 i don't know why we're going through canada to do the deal but we've already got the express vpn set to canada so let's do it that way express vpn lets you change your online location so you can control where you want sites to think you're located open that open up the app select a location tap one button to connect and refresh the page to access thousands of new shows and movies you can choose from almost a hundred different countries you can watch uh, anime on japanese netflix you can watch doctor who on uk netflix there's heaps and heaps of shows you can watch and it works with any streaming service hulu bbc iplayer youtube you name it will what is your favorite show to watch at the moment that you can't get in australia uh well you can't get this one in australia unless you have cable tv and it's a show called american horror story 1984 which to me is one of ah, the yes. most entertaining shows I've seen in a very long time. And if you don't want to pay for pay TV in Australia, you can go on your ExpressVPN and you can find yourself a little copy of American Horror Story on a different streaming cable service. Why would you choose ExpressVPN? Well, you can stream HD, no problem. There's no buffering or lag. It's compatible with all your devices. Phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. Not only does it let you change your location, it also encrypts your data and lets you surf the web safely and shh, anonymously. That's mostly what I use it for, to be honest. I'm not even watching that many shows from overseas. I don't need that bit of the ExpressVPN. I just like the bit that I can search the web anonymously. And the offer right now is if you go to expressvpn.com slash TOEFOP, you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's three months extra for free. Don't be an idiot. Don't be an absolute idiot and forget to go to that link and not get your three months free. Because what sort of absolute idiot who was hopeless at life, who had heard this ad over and over and over again, still would make that mistake? Well, we'll make it easier so there's no more idiots out there and we'll put an episode, we'll put a link in the episode description below. But go to expressvpn.com slash TOEFOP. And now, back to the show. <laughs> Well, maybe you should eat a week's worth of donuts in one go because apparently that's what you're meant to be doing. So instead of eating a donut a day for seven days, maybe like on Sunday you've got to eat like seven donuts rock style. Yeah, I suppose I could do that. I mean, it'd be good uh, TOEFOP content. Maybe that could be like a bonus video, Charlie's Cheat Meals on Patreon. Would anyone want to see that? I would love to watch you eat seven donuts, seven gluten-free donuts. I wonder if I could do it. I mean, I'm not in like full like like cheat meal mode maybe I'm, I'm thinking of getting back into shape and like really doing concentrated bursts of exercise so maybe it's something I, I could think about maybe if there's enough people who look we we put that poll online about the asm was it asmr is that AS, AS, yeah. and we asked for 500 votes and i was very underwhelmed i think we only got 357 i'm still considering i, mean, I did tell you to lower your expectations <laughs> when we were doing it I had a more realistic idea about how many votes we might have got. You're di you were only disappointed because you'd set your expectations way too high. Right. 
So, TOEFOP, lower, <laughs> lower your expectations. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, if we get if we get 500, if there's 500 votes, which was... The- <laughs> I'm going to go with the exact same amount as last time. I have learned no lessons. <laughs> but we got close. We got like 357. That's not far off. Yeah, well we done, three- Donald Trump. That's some good maths. <laughs> If we get three hundred, if we get five hundred votes, I will do a cheat meal. I'll do a cheat meal video of me eating real. How about this? Real pancakes, not my banana pancakes. Real flour egg batter pancakes. This is a campaign I can get behind. <laughs> I'm going to start doing phone banks. I'm going to ring around, tofu for subscribers. I'm going to get them on board this idea. I, I want to see. That. Well, this is good motivation for me as well because if the way we structure it is that. I'm having to do these cheat meals and that means for the rest of the week I have to eat healthy because otherwise I'm throwing the whole thing out. If I'm just half-arsing it, then I, by the time I get the cheat meal, it's going to be a disaster. So it actually forces me to train and eat well during the week so I can do the cheat meal on a Sunday. Well, that is the idea of the cheat meal, isn't it? Yeah. I, don't, I think what you've described is the concept behind the cheat meal. <laughs> well, no. I you thought- said it as if it was a revelation, but I believe what you were saying was the exact philosophy behind the cheat meal. No, I thought you were saying just eat a cheat meal without doing the training. But what I'm saying is, yes, I will do the training and then, and oh, then mate, the cheat meal. I could eat a cheat meal without doing the training. <laughs> we don't need to involve you in this. We could just film many of the meals I already have. Now, I want to give an update. Um, you mentioned it earlier that I'm wearing this hat um, to hide my terrible haircut, but... I think, I think I misjudged this barber, and oh, I think hang on. I think the barber actually gave me a good haircut because I was complaining about it off air, and I showed, mm. um, I had a photo of the barber because when I went to the website, he's listed on the website, and I showed Gemma the barber's haircut, and she said, "Oh, well, he's giving you his haircut. He's just giving you a shorter version of his haircut." So I think what this barber's done is he's in invested in the future he's actually given me a decent haircut it's just taken a few days to grow in because don't look at it now don't you reckon like i actually think this is not i bad. mean it looks much better yeah i agree with that yeah i think you might still be giving him a little bit too much of a benefit of the doubt like i think that like i think that part of what you're enjoying about it is that it doesn't look like it did a week ago <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the bushfire's been through and any amounts of green regrowth that you're seeing, you're like, oh, the garden's back. It's not really. It just burnt down. But you're right. It is better than a week ago. Yeah. I no, think, it looks good. I, I reckon it looks all right. Yeah, I think I think I, I would like to think that that guy had my best intentions at heart. He just, he just, I just, I was too impatient. He was, it was, you know, what? he missed a Miyagi bee. He was like, yeah. wax on, wax off. He's going he's gonna, to... He, like, hair wax on, off. You were like Veruca Salt. You were like, I want a golden goose and I want it now. Okay. I want your exact haircut. But yeah, that's no good in a week or two weeks. This guy's gone, well, this guy needs a haircut for... I can't have him back here in another week just because, you know, his hair's out of date. I've got to give him something that he can grow into. No, yeah, that's not bad. I mean, is it some sort of straight edge philosophy? Like I, I mentioned he was a straight edge, right? Yeah. Like, you know, is it because like... Hey man, like you're all about instant gratification because you're a junkie, you're a druggie, and you're a drinker and stuff. But in the straight edge lifestyle, you know things take time. We work for our benefits. You've got to do the work. You know yeah. what? I can't solve your problem for you, mate. Yeah. You've got to do some of it yourself. I'm going to give you a bit of shape and direction, but you're going to have to grow your own hair. You're going to have to be part of this haircut as well, mate. And it's a good life lesson, I think. You <laughs> well, should be straight edge, is what I'm uh, saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's get to some mail. We've had quite a bit okay. uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, we put our call out for who is Tofop's most macho listener, so we'll get to one of those yeah. in a minute. But firstly, uh, this is from Steve, and the subject is Bluey. Are you familiar with the animated show Bluey, Will? I believe I'm next, to, with ne- next to Will Anderson, I believe Bluey is the ABC's number one celebrity. I, that is actually true. Like yeah. it's, <laughs> Bluey is so successful that the like I guess it's on in the morning, but those episodes are making like the top twenty TV shows of the entire day, which is unheard of. For it, it is a bit of a phenomenon. Bluey um, still not doing our sort of ratings, but you know for a kids' <laughs> TV show, not bad. Fuck that animated dog. Stay in your fucking box, Bluey. Don't get fucking pretensions, Bluey. Is Bluey Bluey a dog? Yes, a blue healer. And is Bluey a female or a male dog? I think a female dog. I've only seen one episode. All I know about Bluey is that um, uh, as a a father, everyone tells me, oh, you're going to love that show. And... I like people. Reed Parker uh, uh, loves Bluey. Like I've seen him tweet numerous times about how much he loves the show. He's genuinely excited for the new season, and it seems to be one of those shows that works on multiple levels. Where parents uh, enjoy watching it with their kids because it's a bit more sophisticated than your average bullshit. Because let me tell you, I have been trawling through some absolutely mind-numbing cartoons lately. <laughs> and oh my god, if it, is this is this my life for the next ten years? Because I can't take this shit. So I guess that's why Bluey becomes so vital to people. Blue, Bluey is a female puppy and her full name is Bluey Healer. Okay, makes sense. Um, I mean, is that like calling your son Humi? Like human being? <laughs> well, it doesn't really differentiate them from the other Blue Healers. It's a bit up yourself. Like to, if you're a Blue Healer and you're not the only Blue Healer to call yourself Bluey Healer. I mean, could you, could you call your son Homo as in Homo sapien? <laughs> Or is that just gonna? Yeah, it's, it's, that's my and that's his brother Homo erectus. <laughs> uh, Steve says, "Hey fellas, with Bluey back on ABC Kids and Fast becoming the cameo of choice for Australia's ABC and D list stars, when are you guys getting okay. the call up? And if you did, what kind of character you'd re, you reckon you'd be asked to play?" Um, well, a mate of mine, Paddy Rammel, um, who I believe would probably be sitting around, he's probably a, a well, he's probably bought a, a, a C to B uh, level star in Australia, Paddy Rammel, he's, uh, he's doing American shows now. I mean, he's, he's your mate, yeah. you, you can give him like a B. <laughs> You could, you really, like, mate, no one's going to judge this rating. You're not going to lose any sort of industry credibility of like, you know, I was really into what Charlie Clawson was doing and then he thought Paddy Bramble was a B-list star. He's a B-lister. He's not an A-lister. That's your sort of big-time Hollywood celebrity stars. But, like, he's a good, solid B-lister, Paddy Bramble. Yeah, well, I guess it's relative to uh, what market you're in. I mean, he's probably an A-lister in the Australian market, but he's working in the US now doing US shows and he probably wouldn't. He's a B-plus lister in the Australian market. <laughs> <laughs> We've still got a few that you consider to be A-listers. Like, you know, Nicole Kidman's and Hugh Jackman. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, you know, Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie. Well, They're like A-listers. Okay, I, fair enough. And then I, I was thinking more like domestic content. I, I, I put Hugh, Hugh Jackman and those guys into the Hollywood marketplace. I'm talking about the domestic. Like, you know, Roger Corsa is an A-list Australian star. Asher Ketty, they get all the roles in Australia, right? But they're not necessarily like the international market stars. Yeah, okay, all right, fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this is a stupid now I'm Now I'm getting harsh on him. I've been drawn into a debate I didn't need to be part of. He's an A-lister. Why not? He's A-lister. an absolute A-lister. 
Uh, okay, so um, have we been asked? No. Um, well, firstly, Will, would you do a voice on Bluey if they asked you? Uh, uh, I see probably no reason. Oh, no, actually, you know what? I do tend to avoid doing anything that has... I don't do school appearances or speeches at schools or anything that's for... Like, just because of the style of my humour, I kind of feel like I've done enough stuff, including this podcast, Charlie, that you don't want your involvement to reflect badly on the thing. I don't mm. want to be the person who ruins a thing. I don't want to suddenly do a, a voice on Bluey and then they find some clip from the glass house from 15 years ago and I get cancelled and then people can't watch Bluey because I'm doing a voice on Bluey. So I'd probably say no, not for my yeah. sake, but for the sake of Bluey. I mean, someone would do that. Someone would take a clip of Bluey and then some of your old stand-up and now suddenly Bluey's making fun of Shannon Noll or something like that. <laughs> what, what is Bluey hate Shannon Noll, man? Um, okay, this is from Chris. Uh, Cobra Kai, Charlie equals Danny LaRusso. Two colon fop, not a doctor. In response to your Cobra Kai review in episode 314 in the air tonight too. Look, I know CXC is a filmmaker, producer, etc., etc., who's actually studied film and TV rather than just ingesting a heap of it. But still, your opinion of Cobra Kai shocked me. Did I imagine that Danny LaRusso's inability to let go of old mindsets and trauma caused every bit of mayhem and conflict in season two? Johnny was trying to be better and help others to, best, uh, to the best of his ability, but fuck-knuckle Danny kept framing his actions into their old feud and making 16-year-olds played by 30-year-olds hate each other, culminating in Sanchez's demise. Charlie, you were doing a Danny by not letting it grow into something better, warts and all. Your opinion, but reconsider before season three. I reckon some genuine nostalgic joy to be had. Just enjoy the face-punching and the Van Halen. Okay, um, I get what you're saying, but I also think that they ha- what they have... I guess my issue is more is they had a perfect season with season one. And I feel like everything great they did with that first season, they undid in the second season. And look, I'm sure you can justify it in any way you want. I even talked to our mate Gatesy about it and he shared a similar opinion to Chris where he was like, oh, come on, season two was fun and it was silly. And I was like, yeah, look, I get it. If you just do not apply any critical thinking to it at all, but I was just so impressed and so loved that first season. I just felt the second season was the complete opposite. And so maybe in isolation, if I'd never seen the first season, I could have enjoyed the second season. But side by side, it's just no comparison. I have nothing to add to this because I've only seen a few episodes from the first season. Okay. On a personal note, I've listened since episode one uh, around 2010 and I've always felt comfortable. I've always loved the pod and it helped me in many ways get through some really tricky times in my 20s and informed the person I am today. Wow, Tofop, raising children. Uh, I should mention that I'm in jail for killing, fucking and eating 43 neighborhood dogs in that order. <laughs> Not really. Just un- that's that's a, Now that's an episode of Bluey. <laughs> Not really. I'm just uncomfortable opening up. Um, much love and appreciation for your work. Well, thanks, Chris. I appreciate you getting in touch with us. Now, uh, this is from Anna. Uh, cold ones. Hello. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you two um, and your recent brilliant ideas, namely cold ones and interviews conducted while super drunk, it already exists. Yesterday, my boyfriend showed me one of his favorite podcasts hosted by Anything for Views. I can't remember their real names. 
and Maximafo, in which two hosts share alcoholic beverages or cold ones with their guests and interview and chat with them. I mean, theoretically, the early days of Tofop was this. <laughs> I, mean, I seem to remember we would get quite hammered uh, in those early Absolutely in those, like, first, first hundred episodes. It was a real, like it was, if we'd been filming it, they'd be like, oh, I love the conceit of this podcast. They get as drunk as they can possibly get and then try to speak. <laughs> I wouldn't worry too much about uh, being beaten to the chase on this one. Knowing Tofop, I'm sure there's plenty of dumb ideas to come. That said, thanks for being my favourite pod of all time. Keep up the comedy conversations and shout out to my sister, Tori, for introducing me to the pod back in 2014. And sorry for any typos. No typos. And thanks, Tori. Thanks, Tori. Uh, also. Yeah. And uh, should everyone should tell uh, uh, tell your friends, tell your family about Tofop. You can go to tofop.com. Uh, if you want to check out more shows that we do, uh, Will has a show called Willosophy. It's doing real well. It's going gangbusters. Who's on Willosophy this week, Will? Pete Murray, the superstar Australian musician and actually just brilliant all-round good bloke, Pete Murray. It's an interview I recorded a couple of months ago because uh, he was going to have a, a tour or a single come out, you know, something to promote. And then, you know, COVID happened and, and those things all got put on hold, but we've been able to finally release that episode. And it's one that I've wanted to get out there for a while because it's just a really, he open, he's not a guy who's opened up, you know, so much in his career and he really opens up quite a lot. And there's some really brilliant and very heartwarming stories in there. And, uh, and then I'm going to put up an episode within the next week with Broden Kelly, who oh. you will know who Broden Kelly is. He's one of the members of Auntie Donna, and they have a new show on Netflix that starts on the 11th. So um, I highly recommend you check out Auntie Donna's new show on Netflix. And yeah, Broden's episode will be up within the next week as well. And that's an absolute ripper too. And there's a new episode of Faux Fop that's gone up with Dave Anthony that was recorded pre-election. And uh, how were Dave's predictions? Uh, horribly accurate <laughs> so horribly accurate like it was one of those podcasts that we recorded the day before the election and I thought it would go out of date really quickly and it's still not really out of date it's more just like people are playing bingo with it and just crossing off things that he said and there'll be a new one with Justin Hamilton no yes yeah a new one with Justin Hamilton recorded the night of the US election so we actually, it was when Trump still looked like he was doing pretty well and Justin oh, right. and I were feeling very despondent <laughs> and we came out the back and recorded an episode of Fofop. So I think that'll be fun for people to listen to, particularly in the light of things going a little bit better now. Uh, Will, I'd hate to bring up uh, old wounds, but this is from Hamish. Uh, the subject is Will's outrageous take revisited to Colin uh, Fop. Okay. Hello, Charlie. And Will, I'm a fan of your comedy conversations, but I've recently and increase become recently and increasingly incensed by Will's close-minded assertion that the words Clawson and Awesome don't rhyme. They nor don't rhyme, apparently though. do any other imperfect rhymes. Yeah, correct. I've been stewing over this for weeks and was finally provoked enough to write in. I'll let the following excerpts speak my case. Because I'm the Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real Shady, or you other Slim Shadies are just imitating Eminem. Will, care to tell 2000 Eminem that Shady and imitating don't rhyme? They don't rhyme. Shady and imitating don't rhyme. 
Like you've proved my point. You haven't proved the opposite. I've never suggested that they do rhyme. Eminem has a rapping style that can make similar sounding words sound like they're rhymes, but they don't have to be perfect rhymes in rap. You were suggesting that Orson and Clawson, Awesome and Clawson were a perfect rhyme, not an imperfect rhyme, and they are not. Ah, uh, no, I never suggested that they were a perfect rhyme. I didn't know what a slant rhyme was and an imperfect rhyme was. If I'd known that definition, I would have definitely said that. I was saying that there is enough of a link. Like Claus and Orse definitely rhyme. Claus and Orse, would you agree with that? Yeah. Uh, it's just the N and um. <laughs> Which do not <laughs> Which, when you say them like that, sound nothing the same. Case closed. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Hamish continues, um, still taking time to perfect the beat. You, you know what rhymes with Hamish? Lamish. Huh? See? <laughs> Lamish. That's, that's how you actually have a rhyme. <laughs> you probably don't know anything about electronics because you're Amish. <laughs> uh, still taking time to perfect the beat. And still got love for the streets. It's the D-R-E, Dr. Dre. Not a rhyme, eh, Will? I suppose Dre still doesn't have love for the streets either. Beat and street rhyme. Again, this is a uh, terrible example. <laughs> uh, my, my life got no better. Same damn low sweater. Times is rough Better and sweater and rhyme. Like Good rhymes. Leather. <laughs> leather doesn't rhyme. No. Will, repent. Take back your outrageous claim, lest I contact these legends of rap and tell them that Will Anderson doesn't think they're actually rhyming, sparking the sort of international rapper-comedian beef that could leave both sides in tatters. Please discuss and thank you. I think they'd all be on my side. I think they would be the first to admit people who are crafts. I don't think that Dre went into the studio and went, I've got these great rhymes. It's going to be... What were what the last three? That last... Raycon, uh, is that his oh, name? From uh, oh, I was Raycon, uh, was it? Like, what was yeah. the rhyme? Uh, uh, hang on, I just, I just, I just, I've closed the email. Oh, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It. Po- point doesn't is, matter. doesn't fucking rhyme. That'd all be on my side. Well, I also, I think I seem to remember an interview that Eminem did years ago on sixty Minutes, where he was explaining his technique for bending words. So that because he was saying, yeah, I don't actually rhyme, but I found that if you bend the enunciation of something, you can make. Words that sound similar, similar, similar enough. And the example he used was like people say there's no word that rhymes with orange, but then he listed off a whole bunch of words that you can make sound like orange by bending the word. Right. So absolutely 100% he would be on my side. I am more <laughs> convinced of my argument after this letter, not less. Uh, Andrew writes in um, how to get the haircut you want. Hey boys, I'm a late coming to Tofop, but I'm loving it. I had to stop listening to it in the library during study break, though, because I sit there, I sit there in the silent level and keep guffawing. I'm an overbearing, mature age student who's not afraid to waggle my mummy finger at people who breathe too loudly, and it's totally undermining my self righteousness. Anyway, concerning Charlie's hair dilemma, Will is on the money. Taking a photo of exactly what you want. It's taken me years to figure this out, even though a good friend of mine does my hair, and it's the best way to let her know what I want. Uh, and the best way to let her know what I want is to have some photos on my phone. It makes a shit ton easier for them as well. Wishing you good hair, Ange. I feel a bit dickish about taking in a photo of what I want. I just feel Why? like... I feel like what will happen is I'll take in a photo of the dad from the OC and they'll look at me and he'll say, you'll never have that hair. You have the complete <laughs> wrong hair. Just like Clawson and Awesome don't rhyme, your head and the dad from the OC's hair will never be the same. Well, here's what I would say to that. It's good that you know that. That's ripping off the band-aid. You're not going to be aspiring to something 
that you're never going to be able to achieve. And maybe you can go, but here's a couple of photos from my phone of dads from other popular teen TV dramas <laughs> that you might 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 look good on. Uh, okay, well, we put out the call last week for Tofop's most macho listener. We've had a few people write in. Macho um, fop. Um, uh, uh, but really, uh, look, I'll just read the letters, but I don't think, we, I don't think we've found them yet. <laughs> this is from Sam- Samson, who you'd assume would be macho. Um, yeah. But his subject is nacho person. Two colon fop. I am not the macho person you are looking for. No. Having two brothers who are sporty, motorcycling, tattooed tradies, I always struggled to out-macho them. After years of being out-machoed, I decided to take a different approach by becoming the nacho man in the house and regularly cook and ate nachos. I would love to see some <laughs> alternate nacho person competition for all us non-macho nacho lovers. What do you make <laughs> Nacho <Mel>? fop. <laughs> well, you are the clubhouse leader in nacho fop. Do you think there would be more nacho listeners to toe fop than macho Absolutely, listeners? Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> This was my original premise that we don't have any macho listeners. This is where it all came from. This quest to find our most macho listener, the fact that we haven't been overwhelmed by macho people in no way surprises me, Charlie, because that was my premise. Okay, but this is from Robert, and this may change your thinking a little bit. He claims not to be macho, but then what he describes to me sounds quite macho. So uh, the subject line is macho. Greetings, Will and Charlie. While I doubt that I make the cut for the most macho TOEFOP listener... I'm an electrician in Nebraska. Charlie, please say Nebraska in your flawless American accent. Nebraska. I don't know. Is that how you say it? Nebraska. 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 Uh, In regards to my macho-ness, I I have sustained all manner of injuries, such as cuts, bruises, and occasional electrocutions in the course of my employment. Does that make someone macho, getting injured a lot? Here's what I will say. Yes, I think so. Like, I think if you got... Like, in your job, if you can get electrocuted regularly, <laughs> I think that makes you quite macho. Like, I've done a couple of gigs in tents during the rain where I thought the microphone stand might, like, electrocute me, and I felt in that moment quite macho. Like, you know, Thor, who can summon the power of electricity, like, is very macho, right? So the idea that you can be, like, shocked by electricity, <laughs> I find... And in Nebraska, too. Like, yeah. That, firstly... That, that alone makes you know, me think macho. That you live in Nebraska. Right? Yeah. Nebraska just says macho to me. Any job in Nebraska, you could be like a cake decorator in Nebraska and you'd just be like, you're still the most macho TOEFOP listener. Well, he also says that uh, never once have those injuries kept me from work. The fact that I live in America and I'm allowing these things to be an issue would cause... Co- uh, uh, the fact that I live in America and allowing these things to be an issue would cause me to lose my health insurance and my economic livelihood and respect as a human being could have more bearing on my behavior than my machismo, but it's not like these things are ever going to change. So how would we know? In more TOEFOP style injuries, 11 years ago, I was hit by a bungee cord that snapped unexpectedly and I had to have one third of my left testicle removed. Oh. Although unpleasant at the time, I quickly made more or less a complete recovery and fathered my first child less than a year later. Obviously, the timeline of events means that my doctors were not TOEFOP listeners, but I like to think they've since been converted to keep people living because you keep them laughing. Anyway, cheers and thanks for all the laugh, Robert. You go bungee jumping. That is a macho activity, don't you reckon? That's like, that's like an extreme Yeah, and sport. then you've been involved in the breaking of a bungee cord. Yeah. That's pretty macho. And that you like lost a third of your testicle and still had a kid. Yeah. You're just like, didn't even need a full nut. <laughs> to get a kid out because I'm that macho. 
<laughs> they call me Johnny Two Thirds. Hey, I've been electrocuted ninety-five times, and I've got a third less testicle. Still had a kit. Yeah, that's macho. pretty much. All right. Well, the gauntlet has been thrown down. Are you Tofop's yeah. most macho listener? And again, this is open to everyone, not just guys. Whoever, guy, girls, no, anyone, absolutely. can write in. Let's find out who Tofop's most macho listener is. But that is the the benchmark. Are you more macho than Robert, who has had a bungee cord accident, lost a third of his testicle, and still fathered the child? After having been electrocuted multiple times and never taking a day off work. I mean, that's pretty much And right. lives in Nebraska. And lives in Nebraska, which I don't know anything that's about. That's pretty much her. I that that is like a lot of boxes ticked. Are there bears in Nebraska? I imagine there are. I don't know. Let's Google it. I'm going to Google, are there bears in Nebraska? And I think see if you go to up. primary school anywhere where you could get eaten by a bear, that automatically makes you macho. I mean, okay, well, I'm going to say, are there bears in Nebraska? Black bears have been reported in north-central Nebraska. Okay. Um, okay, there are no recent records of the American black bear in eastern Nebraska. But, yes, yeah, so, yeah, you can see a bear. Well, all right, that means, so Robert is currently on the leaderboard. So uh, get those letters yeah. in. Tell us what makes you macho. I mean, does it, I, I would argue that most women I know who have given birth to a child would say, look, Sure, he fathered a child with two-thirds of a testicle, but he didn't push the thing out. That itself is more macho than fathering the child. I like the fact that you went with he had two-thirds of a testicle, whereas I was talking about he had a third less testicle. <laughs> You're a real scrotum half-full sort of guy. <laughs> I certainly am. Uh, look, we'll have to uh, uh, bring the show to a close because I can hear uh, Iona making some noises yes. that she needs her father to come in. And uh, take off his sweaty uh, Diamond Dallas Page gear and 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 and, and help her get to sleep. Um, so thank you for listening to this show. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is to go to Patreon.com/slash/tofop. There's a bunch of bonus content up there. There's a brand new episode of Quantum Cop that's going to be coming soon. James has been drawing up a frenzy every day. He sends me updated artwork and it's looking really really good. So if you want to get in on that, you can get to, go to Patreon and you can read all the back issues of Quantum Cop. There's also Everyone Relax. There's a bunch of videos that we've done up there. There's ten bonus episodes where we answer your questions via Patreon. We will do another one soon. It's been a bit busy lately with me traveling and you doing Gruen, but there's more to come. Um, but yes, Patreon is the best way to support us. And also, if you'd like to support the show, you can go to expressvpn.com. There was an ad in the middle of the show, but when you go there, they find out that you like us and they send us money. And that's the best way you can support us if you don't have money to give us yourself. Um, is there anything else to promote, Will? No, I, say, I think that's pretty good. Uh, so uh, I think you need to get to that baby. I need to I need, get to the baby. I'm Charlie Clawson. <laughs> Oh, well, Anderson. <laughs>